is this girl really your friend? Because she just straight up evaporated. And welcome to Love It or Weeb It, where we let you know if we love an anime enough to recommend it to everyone or if it's just for the worst of the weeps. I'm Annie, and I think that the best tower is the Leaning Tower. <laughs> leaning Tower of Pisa. <laughs> I'm Jeff, and I think the best tower is Tokyo Tower, as I'm a weeb, and Karakata Sakura left a strong impression in my childhood brain. <laughs> I just like the Leaning Tower of Pisa because it goes whoop. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's actually on Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Leaning Tower of Pisa, it goes whoop. <laughs> Wait, woo or whoop? Whoop. Whoop. It does what it wants. (laughs) That's what I like in buildings. If you're new to the podcast, each week we watch the first three episodes of a new anime and cast our votes to love it or weeb it. If we don't like the show, we stop watching and weeb it to its own devices. But if we love it, we commit to do a full review of the show once it's complete. Today, we're sampling the first three episodes of Tower of God, which is available subtitled on Crunchyroll and Verve. So, Annie, what anime have you been watching lately? You know that the only thing I'm watching is Villainous. (laughs) I do know that. (laughs) And I wanted to talk about one of the latest episodes. How has the show been going for you? It's great. I love it. Every episode is excellent. (laughs) Top tier show. I've been learning to, now that I see more and more of the show, like my initial hesitations are fading away a little bit, but this last episode (laughs) ended that last scene. So the whole episode was like very horny. It was the most horny episode yet. Mm -hmm, For sure. Except for Keith. Wait, Keith was a a little, little horny. Okay. He was a pure innocent boy who just was playing piano. No, that's Alan. Keith is her brother. Oh, so, oh, Keith was, oh God, Keith was uncomfortably horny. You're right. Yes. I was like, excuse me, Keith was kind of (laughs) horny. No, Keith, that was, that was gross. That was gross. (laughs) Alan, Alan, I was like watching that episode. I was like, oh no, am I? First of all, there are some relationships that I'm getting like, I don't ship these anymore. Nope. These are gross, especially Keith. But, <laughs> but Alan in that episode was like, mm, I'm leaning towards Alan. And then that last scene. Mm, what? Oh, the after credits? Yeah, the after credits. It seemed so, wait, did you see it? Yeah. It seemed so out of place. And I was like, is the show just outright shipping them now? <laughs> well, it, it was giving him his moment because he didn't get to be horny. And- oh, I see. Because he didn't get a moment in the episode. Yeah, so they had like, to. Okay, here, is, here it is. Mm-hmm, they like had to give the people what they wanted because all he did was play piano. And maybe they're also, huh. because Mary hints at it along the way. Um, we can get into this later, but she does hint along the way that she's like, oh, I've been trying so hard to like see doubt in Alan so he doesn't realize that he loves Katarina. <laughs> yeah, she's just trying to gaslight everyone. Yeah. She's a great character. Mary's seriously the best character oh, in this whole show. In during the, the mushroom episode, mm-hmm. when they're like, oh, let's eat the mushrooms. And they're like, oh, that looks poisonous. She's like, I'll eat it. If it's from Katarina, I'll eat it even <laughs> if I die. <laughs> She's the uh, best character for sure. I just thought that episode was like leaning too hard, like because it was that one scene was the only one in the real world. So I was like, okay, is this like, are they just outright like this is the canon ship now? But I see what you, I see your point now that it was just to even up and get him to the same level everyone else was. Yeah, I think now he realizes that he loves her. So now the real shipping wars can begin. <laughs> oh boy. Okay, so we haven't. I been watching more Princess Connect, but we just talked about that a lot. So <laughs> <laughs> it's still a fun no, pure show every time i hear the opening pure. now i'm like oh it's so fun and sweet it's not sweet it's not pure <laughs> let's move on from that garbage <laughs> okay today we're talking about tower of god and before we get into uh tower of god itself i want to talk a little bit about well first of all it's based on a webtoon the webtoon author is uh, siu uh, if you're not familiar with webtoon it is a korean um web comic hosting platform it's a little bit different than traditional 
manga format in that it's I think the main difference is that vertically scrolling mm-hmm. is the, the key characteristic and chapters are usually all color right yeah so I, I'm not that familiar with webtoon I've only like looked through the app for UI design inspiration I haven't actually read the comics but Annie is a wow. webtoon expert mm-hmm. and I was kind of confused looking up on Wikipedia that Tower of God only has two collective volumes in Korean uh, but I think that's like printed yeah mm-hmm. I think that's a kind of confusing metric usually I use that to because you can't really compare when you're comparing manga chapters like you don't know how long a chapter actually is so if you compare like you know uh a cha- like a monthly series like Blue Exorcist having 100 chapters is a big deal whereas a weekly series like One Piece having 100 chapters is not that big of a deal so mm. so I usually look at the number the number of volumes but I think these are like giant tomes and also <laughs> they only started publishing them in 2019 even though the series has been running since 2010 so I don't think it represents like there are 480 chapters of this webtoon so <laughs> it is not a short series um it, it's been split into like three different series so I guess there are three big arcs mm-hmm. but I don't, I don't know if this anime is going to cover the whole first season I don't, I don't know how long it's going to be but I think one of the things that's most notable about, about the series is it is one of the first Crunchyroll originals mm-hmm. and what exactly is a Crunchyroll original <laughs> the obvious comparison point is Netflix originals, but Netflix originals, as most anime fans are well aware, is applied very liberally. There was a time when it like meant a lot that it was like this is a show that Netflix has created themselves or has been intimately involved in the production of. But once they started licensing anime, it's clear that Netflix uses its original to mean you know like exclusive streaming rights in a specific territory. So Beastars is labeled a Netflix original, even though it aired outside of Netflix in Japan. And that one, that one. Netflix, I forget if Netflix is actually like involved in the production of that show on any level, but there are several anime series where it's like they had no, you know, involvement in the production at all whatsoever, and they just licensed it. Um, for example, uh, The Good Place in Japan is labeled a Netflix original because it's the only way to stream it in Japan. So mm. obviously, it's not the Netflix does not make The Good Place, but <laughs> Crunchyroll is using it. They're being much more conservative about it, but it's still. It's confusing because they're because the, they're making it confusing because they are also at the same time they're starting this Crunchyroll original branding. They also are about to launch their series of like shows that they've made completely in house in their own Crunchyroll studios, and then there are series that are made in Japan, like other anime series, that Crunchyroll is just on the production committee for. And the weird thing is that's not actually new. Crunchyroll has been on the production committee for like sixty plus series already, mm-hmm. and. It's just the latest couple of them are going to be included as Crunchyroll originals. So mm-hmm. this is one of those series. It's, you know, like the debate of whether it's anime or not. There's no question. It's <laughs> entirely a Japanese production. It is based on a Korean webtoon, but like the actual animation production is entirely in Japan. Crunchyroll is just on the production committee for it. Um, and like they have been on the production committee for countless anime. Some notable ones that they've been on the board for are like Shield Hero, Place for the Universe, Shinji Yuta Collection. But like there are at least like 60 more that we don't even know that it's like hard to even find the information for. <laughs> so, and the other thing that's notable about Control Originals is they're included in that branding is a bunch of other Webtoon productions that um, are coming up soon, like The God of High School, which is going to be animated by MAPPA, and No. Noblesse? Noblesse? I don't know. French word. I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, Which is going to be animated by Production IG. So, I don't know. Crunchyroll Originals is a weird thing. Uh, For for these, like, for the Crunchyroll Studios shows, like Onyx Equinox, Meiji Gekken, Freak Angels, and High Guardian Spice, those are, like, Crunchyroll made. For these other ones, it's like, (laughs) Crunchyroll is very involved, just like they were with Kelma's other ones that were not called this, but I guess it's going to be their branding moving forward. And it means there's a cool logo at the beginning of the anime, so... Okay. The actual studio that animated this, this series is a telecom animation film, which is not a studio I had heard of before. So I don't really know anything about them, aside that they're mostly known for Looping the Third series. So, mm. um, And I also didn't really know anything about the director or the person in charge of the series composition. The only 
notable staff that I thought was interesting is that the music is by Kevin Penkin, who did the music for Made in Abyss, which was really great. And he has a strong social media presence. So I heard about the fact that he was going to be scoring the series a while back. <laughs> so Annie, what's, what's Tower of God about? Wow, so glad you asked. <laughs> So Tower of God is about a tower, believe it or not. And if you've reached the top, you basically become a god, I guess. You get like any of your wishes granted or a wish granted. Have they said that? Yeah. That's what like they were saying in the beginning. The very opening thing is just like, what do you want? Wealth? Money? That's the same thing. Wealth? Power? (laughs) (laughs) Wealth? Money? Coins? Dollars? Wealth? Money? Dinero. Uh, you have not read the comic, right? Uh, I've I tried to read some of it, but I didn't like the art. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyways, so Tower of God is about a tower that if you get to the top, you get like a wish granted or you become a god. Uh, and we're focusing on Bam, who is chasing after his friend Rachel, who le- abandoned him to go to this tower, and he's just trying to climb the tower to find her. He doesn't care what's at the top; he's just looking for Rachel. Um. And he obviously has to go through some shit on the way. So that's the story. Okay. Yes. Did you have something to say? (laughs) (sighs) My, okay. First off, let's talk about a spoiler policy. I don't think this series has any huge plot reveals in these first three episodes that we're going to be dodging around. So we're just going to be talking about everything that happened in them. Um, So my first impressions, the world made more sense when you described it than I felt like it did watching the show. (laughs) I just felt like the presentation of those beginning of the first episode was very confusing. And I was like, what is going on? Like, I have no idea what's going on. And I basically was just like, okay. I basically just have confidence that like, eventually this has to make sense. Mm-hmm. And it does in the sense that like, after those first couple of minutes, it like calms down and has a very formulaic structure. But I feel like the world and like the stakes are very, very, very poorly defined. Yeah. It's, I think it's, Trying to be confusing on purpose. Yeah. Because um, we're not really supposed to know much about like Bam and Rachel and what they're doing. Is it Bomb, mm. not Bam? I don't oh, care. Oh, yeah, it is, it is Bomb. Bomb? Well, My bad, dude. Technically, it's Yoru. I know. It was very confusing <laughs> hearing Yoru and then it having like Bomb at the bottom. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that, I think. So I feel like if you're being generous, it's that it's trying to be intentionally confusing, which isn't that generous thing to say. But my cynical take is that I think the original story, they just came up with this premise and didn't have an idea what the rest of the world was. And then like <laughs> eventually filled it in. So like, oh crap, we had to fill it in. Yeah. Like my impression, my impression of Webtoon as a platform, and you know a lot more about Webtoons, so you can probably yes. correct me on this. I'm is ready. That, like it's very competitive and like you really just like, I'm, I guess I'm kind comparing of. it to like a webcomic, like a general webcomic. Like you need to be very have something that like draws the reader in and like makes it special and interesting. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily mean it's the most high quality, but like I don't know, that's just how I felt from these first like the first episode and stuff where it's like it gets the premise very quickly. It's like, here we are. It's a tower. It's a tower of God. We're gonna climb the tower, fight stuff. Like it's like bam, bam, bam. Yes. But like the actual world and like what's going on is like, oh that's that's later. We'll figure that out later. Like <laughs> that only that only matters once this is popular. Like just like it's not even worth getting into that until. I want to agree, but I also want to disagree. I don't, I guess. So I'm in the middle. <laughs> well, so part of it does feel very competitive on Webtoons because if you start out, if you aren't signed on as an original, you can put yourself up on like the like self-promoted section mm-hmm. of it. They call it Canvas, at least in the English one. And um, But this probably predates it if it's been running since 2010. Like. Yeah. So, but I don't know if it was, because if you weren't chosen to be a Webtoon original originally, Oh, that's a bad sentence. And they were just doing their webcomic like on their own. Um, you needed to generate enough attention that Webtoons picks it up right. and decides to host it. 
and has people pay money for it <laughs> because it's free for the most part. But if you want to read chapters early, you have to pay. And so, of course, you want to have cliffhanger endings every time. So everyone wants to pay to read more. Mm-hmm. But I didn't really get a lot of cliffhanger endings off of this one until the end of episode three. That's the only time I was like, oh, I really got to watch the next one. And I wanted to watch episode four. So that's a good thing for Tower of God. But I didn't. I held up. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if the um, like where the episodes break might not be where the chapters break. It might be that the chapters break like in the middle of a test or something. That's true. I didn't read it. I'm so sorry. Okay, so that's one thing I wanted to comment on. So when I originally tried to read Tower of God like forever ago, I was so turned off by the art, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which I mean, I should have just gotten over because like a story can be good and not have perfect art, but I just like wasn't into it. Um, And it's kind of like messy, but it's very colorful and fun. And then the show obviously like isn't like in in a style that's trying to recreate that but it does it in a way that i'm like not offended by how the characters look this time (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think the the visual style of the show is probably the strongest aspect from my perspective Mm -hmm. um like it's very it's colorful and weird and stylistic in a way that it feels artful like it feels like each shot like each frame feels like it could be a painting even if I didn't really, there's a lot about the animation that I didn't notice was bad until I like looked at it with magnifying glass. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's to assessment that like it does it well enough well that you enough. don't you don't question it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it's good they did a good job and like they clearly kept in mind like this is a webtoon we're gonna keep it looking like a webtoon but still make it visually appealing. And I was very happy with that because like from like when I heard it was being made into an anime. I was like, oh boy, I hope they make it cute. Because <laughs> also it's just, it would have just been unwatchable for me. But thank God. Um, <laughs> thank Tower of God. Thank Tower of God. So about the story. So in the beginning when it's which, very which confusing. Story? Which story of the tower? Oh my God. There's the like, beginning. we were saying at least four stories. The beginning the when it's very confusing. And um, did you get, I'm saying like stories, like flights of stairs. Yep, like, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> like, you know how like a tower has like multiple levels. Jeffrey. And- <laughs> Okay, so Bomb is like, he like tackles Rachel to the ground and is like yelling at her, like, don't leave. Like, where are you going? And she's like, she then she like evaporates into the tower. And that didn't make any sense to me. Same. No. <laughs> <laughs> it just didn't make any sense. It was also very confusing. Um, I didn't understand where she was going. She just said, like, let me be reborn. And I was like, is this girl really your friend? Because she just straight up evaporated. <laughs> Yeah, I had also, I forget the context of this. I guess by the time I post the episode, I'll try and find the article or tweet or whatever reference. But I remember seeing a tweet that was saying that like the author, I think, was talking about the premise of the series. Maybe it was like someone involved with the anime staff. Maybe it wasn't the the webtoon author. But basically saying that like Bomb is so intriguing and relatable of a protagonist because of that, like being kind of rejected by Rachel and like wanting to follow her. And it's like... So he's a simp. The reaction I saw was like, no, ew, gross. Like... (laughs) Yeah. It's not a cool, relatable thing. That's like, it just, the way it's framed in that episode, it seems like she's rejecting him and he's not taking over an answer. And then it's like, not quite stalking her, but like, you know, it's creepy. It's not like a fun, oh, that's a relatable motivation. It's like, yeah, he's desperate and not respecting her wishes. Yeah. She like told him, forget about me. 
Bye. Uh, which I want to understand her reasoning, and I'm sure if I watch more, read more, I'll know. But it does feel like he's just mm-hmm. like going after her against her wishes. Like she clearly doesn't want him to follow her. Um, and that's like this. I guess like the spoiler cliffhanger ending at the end of episode three is that he thinks that he's found her. I'm pretty sure it's her, but she's like yeah. hiding her face from him. So it's like, dude, take the hint, go away. <laughs> yeah, I. So so episode three. The um the basic premise of going through the tower is that each one has a a test of like some kind of uh, fighting based game they have to win or whatever to move on to the next test. Um, it's very hunter hunter training arc or section yeah. exam. Um, well, I was thinking it was more like the Heaven's Arena. <laughs> I mean, I think when I heard the concept, I was like, oh, it's Heaven's Arena because it's you know going up through it's like battles and it's going up through a tower. But mm-hmm. I think once I saw the actual episodes in practice and it's like oh each one is a completely different test slash game and it's like different rules and like then i was like okay this is the selection exam it seems like it's an entire series based on the premise of the hunter hunter selection exam um yeah i feel like we can we can agree that the author probably saw hunter hunter at some point and was like i want to do that (laughs) although apparently uh horikoshi the author of my hero academia did not ever see avatar before designing a Zuko clone and a main character with the same power of the Avatar, but you know. Yeah, or he's lying, but... <laughs> <laughs> wow. So basically, they're going through all these different tests, and then in episode three, they're like, oh, so an hour in between tests, but like, surprise, here's a optional test that you can take, and, in, and there's no penalty or whatever, but if you pass it, you'll go to the top of the tower. And... I'm I'm pretty sure that um that oh no no other no group... it's not that you'll go to the top of the tower it's that you'll be able to climb the tower what but aren't they always able to climb the tower no they're not climbing they're just testing right now to see if they're eligible to climb the tower what <laughs> yes they're trying to get in it's just like it is like hunter hunter like what? they're just trying to get like in hunter hunter they're like let's get the hunter's license and then all the cool shit happens and in this it's we're trying to get into the tower so this is how we get tested to go in uh, what i was gonna say is that like basically <laughs> the optional thing they gave them was a shortcut mm-hmm. and that like if they don't like there's no consequence but like here's this shortcut provided and i assume that rachel's so at this point they're split up into teams of three whatever and that uh, rachel's team or what seems to clearly be rachel in disguise or whatever that her team is introduced like she's brought over from a separate pool to compete against them in this optional thing and mm-hmm. i assume that's there so that she can skip ahead and then bomb will be like oh i saw her and she skipped ahead so now i have to like go all the way mm-hmm. but apparently i misunderstood and that wasn't even all the way that was just yes. all the way to the to start <laughs> and i just find the world so confusing because it's not just like like the tower is its own world or something and it's like people live in the tower outside of the whole like climbing aspect of it outside yes. the whole selection exam thing and it's just like and and the whole like unique special protagonist thing about bomb is that he is a quote-unquote irregular that is not through the normal selection process and is not from the tower but like i don't understand what like i don't understand what society or civilization looks like in or outside the tower like the only glimpse we saw is like him in a cave climbing up a pile of rocks to get out of a cave and then rachel appearing and being like oh i can help you out except then she didn't she came in the cave with him and then their best friends i don't know and he's trying to chase her like it doesn't i don't this world doesn't make any sense it's not like i think from clues the entire world is underground mm-hmm. Clues so, like them talking about how there's no such thing as a sky well that and also rachel saying like oh i'm tired of living in this dark world like there's no light um and she like obviously wants to see the stars and so <laughs> i just found even when they were talking about how there was no sky it was really awkward like they're because they're in these like 
like these levels of the tower or whatever, where it's like artificial environments. So there is, there are artificial skies they see. Mm-hmm. And at one point he comments on it and I was like, oh, what's that? And they're like, oh, you know what the sky is? Ha ha ha, it's the sky. And someone else is like, well, it's an artificial sky. No one's seen the real sky. And I'm just like, why would you have that reaction of like, you don't even know what the sky is? Ha ha. If you live in a world where there's no such thing as a sky, like, it's just, yeah. it's very weird. Inconsistent. Yeah. But overall, I actually didn't hate it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's probably one of the more watchable shows this season, and I might keep up with this one. Uh, I am intrigued to keep watching as well. <laughs> yeah, like, the characters are, I mean, not not Bomb. He's not super interesting to me. But, um, oh, what's the, what's the blue-haired kid's name? Coon. Coon. Coon's funny and sad, but I am amused by him. And then the big alligator guy, Rock. Rock. Mm-hmm. Rock. Rock. Uh, hated him at first. Love him by the end. <laughs> also, I'm going. I'm pronoun- the way I'm like judging the pronunciation is by how they pronounce it in English dub. So oh, I watched okay. one subbed, then two dubbed, then back to subbed for three. Um, so I'm assuming the way they pronounce it in the English dub is how it's supposed to be pronounced. All right. But, well, um, he's I mean, great. I assumed you would like Kun. Hell yeah, best, dude. Because he's Killua, but yeah. You know. Yeah, he for sure is. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> um. <sighs> This whole show is just like Hunter Hunter light. <laughs> the thing is, like, I'm so completely unsold on the world and everything around the actual like plot that's happening right now, like the test that's going on right now. But like those tests, none of them have been like, oh my god, this premise is so interesting. But I do kind of find the concept of like the Hunter Hunter selection exam intriguing enough and to actually like devote a bunch of time to that and do these different games and seeing what the different levels of the tests are like they're interesting like there's interesting game theory behind each one um even if sometimes they're not the most fulfilling like that the one in it was episode two or three i can't remember which one it was because they haven't been like exactly one per episode it's been like oh one and a half yeah they're awkward it's like oh there's 10 there's five minutes on the episode here's another test or something um Mm -hmm. one with the doors and the timing on the clock and it was like this puzzle you're supposed to solve that like the clock he they tell you that it's 10 minutes left but actually the clock's going twice as fast and it, you have to do it in five. And it's like, okay, this is just, like, they dance around the, the obvious thing that the clock is going twice as fast. And it, it was just confusing. Like, I feel like it was an, they like made a big deal about this clock and how the clock, they already had clocks that they could be using. So like, why is this clock here? Oh, the obvious answer is we have to do it within five minutes. And I'm well, like, well, they, the thing that was like weird about that is they weren't, they didn't think it was, you have to do it in under five minutes. They thought that was a lie that that random guy had just told them that. Yeah. They didn't figure out the clock was going twice as fast because. That, that, okay, yeah, sorry. The I'm smart kidding. guy, the smart kid, Kuhn, was too busy having an existential crisis <laughs> and war flashbacks to his troubled past. Um, and then Bomb and Rock were just fighting each other. I just found that so confusing because, like, the fact the clock is moving twice as fast should have been so obvious. And it was, like, never mentioned until the last second of the challenge. Or, like, after they solved it, it was like, oh, that's, like, because the premise is they come in and they say, you have 10 minutes to pick a door. But, like, if you choose the wrong door, you're going to die or something. And then they're like, and the answer is you just have to do it within five minutes. Pick any door within five minutes and you're good. Mm -hmm. But, like, the clock that says you have 10 minutes left was going twice as fast. Mm -hmm. So, like, the time, like, the time limit they're giving you, like, I just don't want to, if you're in the room and you're looking at that clock, it would be counting down twice as fast. So, like, it reached 10 minutes at the end at five minutes. So, like, what I could understand is if that clock was going on normal speed and once it hit five minutes that you're dead or whatever. But instead, the clock was going twice as fast. So it would hit zero. So I feel like if you didn't get that it was going twice as fast, it wouldn't even matter. Because you would just well, be looking at it and seeing you only have one second left, pick a room quick. You know well, if I mean? they're not looking at it and they're not paying attention to that and they're just thinking in their head how long is 10 minutes, then you're yeah, in I trouble. So. Yeah, I guess if they're looking at their own clock. Mm-hmm. So like, like I don't they, trust that clock. He said 10 minutes. I guess so. So the lesson is like, 
trust this clock. I, I don't know. I guess the it's lesson to, was make a decision quick. And it was don't also a mind game it. of like, do you trust the the person, the seedy person planted there to who basically gave them the answer? But then they were like, do we trust this? Do we not trust this? Yeah, but, but it was a it was all it was was a plot device to get Kuhn to have a breakdown <laughs> and for us to see his past and that he was betrayed by a princess of the tower. Which I don't understand this dynamic yet because why was that other princess like just there, yeah, chilling where where Bomb was? I was so confused by that, and I was like, this is clearly a very important character. Like she's not in these first three episodes again. But I mean, first of all, she gives him this special sword that makes him like so special, whatever, because mm-hmm. um, it like responds to him and never responded to her or whatever and i was like she's clearly a very important character she's not gonna be in these first three episodes but like she's clearly gonna come back and be very important when i was looking at a list of like characters i don't even see her so i don't know if she'll ever come back she'll have to come back that's her sword she's gone i, she's I gone. was bothered how in the first episode when he's like being tested of whether or not he's worthy to even try to take the test to get into the tower um, i hate how many qualifiers are on that yes i'm sorry <laughs> this is how the show works um she was like, don't go in there, you'll die. Here's a powerful sword. Here's this thing that makes you able to understand speech. Uh, here's all of the answers to this test. Go. And like, he was just like handed his ticket in, essentially. That's what makes him special. I guess. And then like some <sighs> oh no, I, the, beautiful there was, woman there comes was out a of the reason. sword. You're missing. The, there was a very important reason that she gave for giving him that stuff. What? She doesn't like being bored? No, he had a cute face. Oh, yeah. That's what everyone kept saying. <laughs> Even the yeah. sword lady was like, he's cute. I prefer men. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't disagree there. <laughs> she was interesting can't wait to see her come out of that sword again but she said i'm only helping you this once so maybe we'll never see her again yeah this um this is a similar problem to hunter hunter you love hunter hunter I am very mild on Hunter Hunter, but like, Ooh, all right. I don't love how hmm, Togashi in writing Hunter Hunter has often restrains from using cards of his sleeve and then like just blows up the cards before they're ever used or, or like, it's not a good metaphor. Like, gone. The reason I'm mentioning is gone for like 50 episodes, it feels like, doesn't actually attack or use a weapon or anything. And mm-hmm. it's like, he has a fishing rod and I was like, oh my God, how is he going to use this fishing rod in battle? I'm so intrigued. And he uses it like once for like something or other. And then it's like, oh, I don't need the fishing rod anymore. Let me like learn Nen and like yeah. start punching things. And now punching is my weapon. And I was like, so that like Rhett, that um, Chekhov's gun of the fishing rod meant nothing. Like it wasn't actually a weapon. I was so intrigued to see how he used the fishing rod in an interesting way. Well, he did use it in an interesting way. He got Hisoka's number. <laughs> it's not a fishing rod's work even. <laughs> anyway. Listen. Um, <laughs> we can't just talk about Hunter Hunter this whole time instead of talking about Tower of the a Tower yeah, okay. of God. But like, so it reminded me of that in that like we've gone through three episodes and we've seen him use the sword once, and everything has yes. just like worked out for him to not need to use the sword. Well, maybe we'll see him use it in this big fight that they have to do in this tournament arc, essentially. Yeah, maybe this endless tournament arc. <laughs> maybe Kuhn is going to like stab someone through the heart with his fingers and then pull out a heart. <sighs> I do love him. <laughs> So did you, okay, I know the answer's no, but did you recognize their voice actors at all? <sighs> Sorry, I um, I just passed out and found myself at the um, entrance, the selection exam to enter the Seiyu sidebar. <laughs> yes, tower. you're here. Welcome to the Seiyu sidebar. Okay, so Kun is played by uh, Nobuhiko Okamoto, and he is the voice actor of Bakugo from My Hero Academia. Um, and what's fun about that is, uh, one, he's great and I love him, but two, like this is a very different character. From Bakugo. But this this is Kuhn? Yes. Mm, that is so like, yeah. He's excellent. Love him. And then uh, uh, Rock is played by Kenta Miyake, who is All Might from My Hero Academia. 
Yeah, if you had to, if you told me that the voice actor Bakugo was in the show, I would have been like, okay, it's clearly Rock. Nope, that's all might, baby. Love him. So it's a little reunion. <sighs> what do I want to talk about next? Okay, so in watching these episodes, I wanted to refresh myself on what the Tower of Babel story was all about. Because I was like, okay, clearly there are a lot of Tower of Babel references here. I don't remember much about it. I remember there's something to do with language, maybe, because of Babelfish translation service. And I guess that, what does that originally come from? Um, oh my god, what's the sci-fi comedy book that everyone loves? What? Oh my god. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Um, oh. Anyway, that's where the term Babelfish comes from. But um, so the Tower of Babel was a story about, like, so it was in the Torah, post the flood for Noah's Ark, and mm-hmm. society was rebuilding itself, and I guess this one to get close to God, and also everyone spoke the same language, and I guess they were just, like, very technologically advanced, so they wanted to get close to God, so they built a giant tower, and God was like, uh-uh, no you don't, and punished them by splitting them up into different cultures and split, making it so they didn't have the same language, mm-hmm. and that that's the story of the Tower of Babel. I don't like, and <laughs> it's such a weird... <laughs> It's such a weird story. Like, it doesn't even have, like, a clear, like, was God punishing them for their hubris? Like, what was their hubris? They weren't like, we're going to rival God. They were just like, let's build a big tower. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a biblical scholar. Listen, it doesn't make any sense. The Bible's full of crazy stuff. It is. That doesn't make any sense and contradicts itself. But, hey, it was written a long-ass time ago. <laughs> and it was translated so many different times by so many different people. So maybe it made sense at one point. Like, the classical interpretation of the story is that it's a... I forget what the term is, like a teal. There's a term for like these like morality stories of like, here is why we have blank in the world. And this is supposed to be one of those for like, here is why the world speaks many different languages. Because everyone was united under one language, we built the Tower of Babel, and then it got destroyed, and God said, no, multiple languages. And <laughs> it's a weird story. So, does the story of the Tower of Babel have anything to do with the show? No. <laughs> I, I, no. Just like the concept of climbing something and God being at the end of it, and like the reference to language in the very beginning that like, I guess they speak different languages. <laughs> I love the universal translator. <laughs> I'm going to put a stake in the ground and say that once mm-hmm. we understand how the world works, that that bit where he doesn't understand language isn't going to make any sense. Just just throwing it out there. We'll see. Maybe I'll we'll be wrong. See. Maybe I'll be wrong. Well, there's so many different species of like character, I guess. It wouldn't be implausible for them to think that he doesn't speak the same language because maybe not everyone speaks the same language. Well, they didn't. Like He couldn't understand. So like they clearly were speaking something different. Yeah, but like balloon guy might not speak the same language that like right. Kuhn speaks oh, yeah. or Rock speaks. Oh, sure. Like Once they're actually in the tower, we're seeing all these different varieties of different types of people sure mm-hmm. but i'm talking about like yuri that random princess of jihad and bomb specifically like why did they not speak the same language who knows hey listen why don't everyone on the face of the planet speak the same language i don't know because of the, of the tower, tower of babel, of babel. <laughs> <laughs> why, do you, why do you speak about like stan and bias and like army i don't get Ugh. it <laughs> Oh, speaking of no. which, brings me to our next thing. So, the opening and ending for this show. Listen, mm-hmm. I was hype out of my mind. I was listening to this opening, and I was like, whoa, this kind of slaps. Like, what's going on? And then the... I agree, the, it kind of... Anyways, part. <laughs> it pops up that the... Uh, group who did it is stray kids and i was like you're joking nobody told me that the opening of tower of god was done by stray kids which is like a popular k-pop group if you didn't know and i was losing my mind i was so mad at everyone for not telling me i bias 
You don't even I, I know army, their name. I army stray kids. No, you can't do that. That is wrong. <laughs> I think. Oh, what's the stray kids fan name? If it's strays, I'm gonna lose my mind. <laughs> is it not kids? They're like children. The stray kids. I think it's. Oh, they're stays. Stays. Or stay. Official name for their fan is fans is stay. Plural. No. So I'm a stay, but we are stays. I probably yes. Like I'm army. And if there's multiple, there's armies, I guess. <laughs> I I hate all of this. Okay, so this opening <laughs> I think it's interesting because I guess I guess it's because it's a K pop group. So I know this anime is being uh like shown on TV in Japan and also TV in Korea. And mm-hmm. the the Crunchyroll dub and the sub have different openings. There's a Japanese version and an English version, and I heard there's also a Korean version used for the Korean broadcast. Mm-hmm. That's cool that they have like the same band is doing three different versions. Yes. They can sing in three different languages. It's quite fun. Maybe if you combine all three of them, it makes one good song. Oh my god, this song is good. <laughs> and the Japanese music video just came out today. The song has moments that are really good. But like wow. overall, I feel like the progression and like the story the song was telling over the course of the opening was like all over the place. Like it wasn't building up hype and then like I mean, I don't know the normal like hype structure of a anime opening, but it feels natural and it feels like it might be like a a, a valley or two. But this was just like build up, build up, build up down random up down up down i was like what is uh, 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 uh?" it's good i it's the best opening that we've heard all season okay princess connect makes me very happy well you're a fool (laughs) um i listened to the full opening Mm -hmm. i don't know how official this was but i think there's a full version of the song on youtube yes they just have a music video that came out oh okay i didn't realize that was the full version but what i heard on youtube that full version sounded a lot better yes because it's a full song it's not a chopped up one (laughs) i feel like most of the time anime opening i'll like i'll love the anime opening and then i'll go listen to the full version and i'm like oh the anime opening was was like the best 90 seconds of the full song the rest of the stuff in the song is not as good as the 90 seconds like they chose the best 90 seconds and for this i was like oh wait this starts off much better yeah it's a good song you have to just go listen to the full version um there was like the actual visuals of this opening weren't great which i think is part of why it doesn't feel as hype as other anime openings i had a similar problem with um one of the my hero openings i think it's uh, odd future Mm. by overworld like that i keep my ideals one (laughs) (laughs) okay but that was good for that one moment yeah it's for that one moment i'm like i keep my ideals like jamming and then the rest of it i'm like this is boring i'm bored the (laughs) visuals are fine but by the end of that season i was jamming out to the whole song i was like yeah Mm -hmm. this shit's hype so for this i feel like it'll have a similar effect except i like started off a lot higher for this one just because like the song is good i just wish the visuals matched at all because it would just feel more fun yeah i think i want to pull in one of our twitter questions about this um so this is from uh calopsia ae on twitter they asked do you like the opening closing i've heard a bit of debate on it and some think it's lazy rushed um i i definitely felt i definitely noticed the like lack of tons of animation in the ending i didn't even notice the like opening animation being very uh not still but just like not having tons of animation until i read that and then went and watched it again and i was like oh it's like two seconds of animation and then three seconds of uh credits on a black screen and then one second of animation and then three credit three seconds of credits and then one second of animation <laughs> so it's like yeah it does seem very budget saving yes it's very 
text heavy and not very fun to look at Mm -hmm. it's truly all about the music and i also wonder like how much of the budget did they spend on getting stray kids to do the opening (laughs) and the ending because like they're not an unpopular group they're a popular group so (laughs) yeah i definitely don't want to say lazy or rushed like we don't know anything about the production history and stuff though like to use either of those qualifiers but like definitely can say lackluster (laughs) yeah it's but I, but I feel like that first, I feel like the opening does a better job of masking that. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like it's not super impressive, but like trans, like flipping back and forth between the credits on a black screen and the cuts of animation tricked me for a while <laughs> into not realizing that it was so unanimated. Yeah, it was just fine. I didn't hate it. The song is good. The song goes hard. I don't know what you're talking about. I was jamming to that. The ending song, though, is meh. It's fine. It's the ending. <laughs> some endings have good songs. This one did not. Um, so I was curious what some other reactions to the show were. So the Enemy News Network preview guide, uh, the different critics there gave it. This is just reading the first episode. Uh, the, their ratings range from like a 2 to a 3.5. That's fair. <laughs> the yes. um, And then the weekly reviewer on Enemy News Network who is Lauren Orsini. I think she has really good opinions. I really like her writing. Um, She has a lot of writing for Forbes on anime. Um, Mm. And she has rated it between like 3.5 and 4 consistently. And I was pretty interested. So Anime News Network, uh, their weekly reviews also have a place for the community to leave their like out of five star rating. And like the first episode is 3.5, then 4.6, then 4.6. And then it's just been below four after that. So I was like, I guess the community was really hype on episodes two and three. And then after that has been kind of chill. And I was like, mm. I don't see that from these, from episodes, these episodes two and three that we watched. Yeah. I feel like it was getting more ramped up as we were going on, but. Well, that's what they're saying. Like, they did 3.5, then 4.6, then 4.6. And then it's been chill since. Mm. So we've seen both 4.6 episodes. Oh, so it's going to get worse. I guess so. Or maybe they just like the stands bombarded that first chunk of episodes review rating. Maybe. And then after that, they've been like, we have other things to do. Yeah, short attention span. You know what? Overall, I'm going to keep watching. Yeah, I, I am intrigued. I'm intrigued by the the like, the like test structure. Mm-hmm. And I'm also like, not ironically, like, what's, I kind of am intrigued by the schadenfreude. I want, I want the world building. I want to be proven right that the world building sucks. <laughs> uh, I hope it's good. What are you most interested in about, about it? Well, I liked Hunter Hunter. <laughs> And there's no more content for that right now, so I guess I might as well um, enjoy its uh, more shallow clone. <laughs> that reminds me of like I remember when I guess it was like like when I was in like 11th grade or something. A there was a Digimon game that came out for the Nintendo DS that I randomly got, even though I hadn't really played many Digimon games. And I remember like looking up a review for it, and it was like, "Well, there's no Pokemon game out now, so may as well play this one." This Digimon thing. <laughs> and look what your life turned into. Yeah. Look who you are now, thanks to that moment. Um, <laughs> that didn't convert me into... I've never been that into Digimon games. It's all, all been the anime. Mm-hmm. Let's get to the rest of the Twitter questions. Um, the first one was, is Kuhn best boy? Yeah. For sure. No competition. Yeah. I'm not like in love with him, though. It's like, he's fine. I kind of am. I think, actually, I'm most intrigued by... Um, I don't remember his name, but the one that you actually chose for the GIF that we... When you oh, the, the quiet boy? Yeah, the quiet samurai boy. Um, What's his name? Hots? Hats? I, I have the Hots for Hots. Is that his name? I think so. I don't know. I'm pretty sure that's his name. Kuhn is best boy, though. He's like ticking off a lot of the boxes that I enjoy. Great voice actor. Same hair as Kilua. Doesn't have the same hair. Okay, to a colorblind person, he has the same hair. All right. So to <laughs> Jeff, he has the same hair. He is like got that cool guy, like carries around his book his book bag all the time for no reason. 
kind of thing and who okay. knows what's in there. I am intrigued. The moment when they're going through the wall and it's like some BS test of will or character or whatever that they can go through the wall and then mm-hmm. he goes through and then his briefcase gets stuck and then he has to like pull the briefcase and I was like oh I'm intrigued okay yeah I was like what is in there besides like 4,000 bars of chocolate yeah that was a weird gag that was like okay so you have like a bar of chocolate oh now you have endless bars of chocolate okay Ugh, loved it it's very funny made me like rock <laughs> What? <laughs> you were so mean to all the Princess Connect girls. And now Rock eats a bunch of chocolate and you're like, ha ha ha. <laughs> yeah. Big Dino Boy eats chocolate. Ha ha ha. Well, maybe the Princess Connect girls shouldn't have all just been an excuse to look at scantily clad women. Okay. Rock is fully covered up. <laughs> He is head to toe wearing an outfit. Oh, oh, one gag I liked was how, um, I guess towards the end of episode three, when they set up the rules for this game they're doing is like a thing where you have to like fight for the crown and then have someone sit with the crown, like basically put the crown on and sit on the throne and Mm -hmm. the other two people in your squad basically protect you and you just make sure the other person, the person on the throne can't leave the throne. Also, by the way, I did not understand the rules for this game. I discussed it with my boyfriend while we were watching and we both had different (laughs) interpretations. So I don't think they explained it very well. But anyway, those are the basics. And um, so this one squad that is Hots and the short girl with the sword that turns into a whip and mm. goofy uh not Ryorio, um uh they 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 are the first ones to do it and the short girl with the whip who's like the most competent one in the whole bunch basically like, takes down the other team and is like by far the most competent and then the Leo guy is like okay so i'm gonna put the thr- the crown on and then you're gonna keep fighting and she just like puts the crown on and says on and is like nope i'm sitting here <laughs> that was a funny gag it was funny i loved her it was a funny gag which i'm sure did not work once i explained it in like 10 minutes so no, that took eight thousand years. No, it was fine. <laughs> um, another question: How did you think? How do you think the first season will end? Sad or happy? Judging by the first three episodes. Oh, I'm ready for it to be like a real cry fest. He's gonna like chase after Rachel. They're gonna run into each other. She's gonna keep running, and then something tragic's gonna happen. I can yeah. feel it in my bones. This is not gonna be a happy, fun show, and I can feel that. I, I, yeah, I'm so curious to hear what the full context to explain any of that bomb and rachel dynamic because it makes no sense to me yeah um, he has like a weird he said i think the line was like oh i belong to her ooh. and i was like hold hold on a second what does that mean <laughs> see if he was saying that to yuri after that getting kicked in the face moment yeah no you do belong to her <laughs> this is horrifying i mean maybe because he took her sword and owes her his life oh yeah <laughs> but good gracious and this, this is the last question these all came from calypsia a on twitter uh the last question was do you like Bomb so far? I feel like his character is a bit isekai because the princess hands him everything and he just happens to know everything. Yes, thank you. Yeah, I didn't you get understand the, um, me. that vibe of him happening to know everything because I feel like he doesn't know anything, which I find very confu- like very frustrating because I don't understand why someone in his position doesn't. It's like isekai without explaining that he's been isekai'd. Like he's in this world and for some reason he doesn't understand or know anything about it. I'm like, how do you not know anything about this world? Um, but I yeah. guess- to that point, there are people that are explaining th- things to him around. He's been handed everything, including information about whatever he needs to know at the moment. Yeah, he's been handed the perfect weapon, <laughs> I guess. Uh, handed two really powerful allies, one who's incredibly smart and one who's very strong. And he's just, when the water pushed him back, he didn't even have to, he, did, he didn't get pushed back. Yeah. He was just so lucky he got to pass right away. He's just like breezing through this tower and i get he's an no, irregular he's not, or whatever he's not going through the tower annie he's going through the selection exam to go have the permission to climb the yes, tower. yes you're right so he's breezing through these tests and it's it's like i think i hate 
is sometimes when things are too easy. And this is kind of that. So I don't love him. He is a sweet boy who has done nothing wrong, essentially, besides chasing after a girl who does not want him to follow. So... So I feel like I want to say he's done nothing wrong, but he's done that wrong. So. Yes, that's why I was like, I was like, oh, okay, he did one thing wrong. <laughs> he's done nothing right. He has done things wrong. He has a cute face. Yeah. So, so like, I guess that means it kind of averages out. Hey, this is pretty privilege in action. <laughs> I've never heard it called that, but I understand You've never what you heard mean. It? it just sounds pretty privilege. Like it's never heard pretty it called privileged. That. <laughs> no, he's pretty. He has pretty privilege. He's just so cute. Everyone's like, here you go. Here's the key to the to God. Uh, if you're hot, you can become God. Is the moral of Tower of God. <laughs> That's the moral of the story of the Tower of Babel as well. Oh my god. Anyways, my <laughs> I am having a hard time deciding. Wait, before your final work, I want to discuss because we never actually got to discussing the bomb versus your thing. Oh um, yeah. And I guess we mentioned it briefly in our in our like um preview draft episode. Mm-hmm. But basically bomb apparently in Korean means night. So mm-hmm. when they were doing the Japanese anime adaptation, they decided to instead of keeping his name intact change it to the Japanese name for night, which is Yoru. Mm. And then that put them in a very tricky position when they came to subtitling the anime because you either have to go with calling him Yoru in the subtitles, which then makes it contradict the webtoon. And then people who go back and forth between the webtoon and the anime will be like, why is there two different names? Or you have to contradict, you have to make a subs contradict what they're saying. So I can understand they're very in a very tight position there. And it's like, I can understand erring on the side of making consistent with the webtoon. Um, but yeah. I just don't understand why when they adapted it to a Japanese animation that they changed his name because they didn't change the other names as far as I know. And it's uh... like, I, I, if it is, I guess it's probably integral. My guess is that it's integral to the story that the audience is supposed to know that his name means night. And that's yeah. why in Korean it means obviously night and in Japanese it obviously means night. But then it's awkward the experience that we get as English readers, English speakers, is that we don't see his name as obviously night. So Yes. So I think part of this was a little spoiled for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to say the spoiler, but he's just known as Bum to us without. But um, Kuhn has like a last name that's long. Uh-huh. We don't get Bum's last name. And I looked up the character list. I, I'm comfortable mentioning what I'm comfortable mentioning what's in the credits. Because if you just um, watch the show, you can see the credits. Is that is what you're going to say? Is it in the credits of the show, yeah. though? Yeah, like in the episodes we watched. In the episodes, it says it? Yeah, so it says 25th. I forget if it's the 25th bomb or just 25th bomb. But I think it's just 25th bomb. I know what that means, but it was there in so the credits. So it just translates to 25th night. Yeah. Um. So apparently that has to be important to the story later on. Right. If so, they had to change his name in Japanese to be night. Yeah, but it's just so weird because if you had to do that, to make it make sense for the Japanese audience, I, then it's this awkward situation for the English audience. Well, it's our fault for not speaking Japanese or Korean. <laughs> yes, we're, we're to blame. We are to blame. Learn a language, everybody. It's slightly <laughs> less awkward if you're consuming the dub, the English dub, because then at least, you know, they just say bomb. There's no confusion about two different things being a different. There's no discrepancy between the audio and the text. Then it's just, mm-hmm. they're just saying bomb. I guess you don't get the fact that it means anything, but oh well, I guess, I guess if I had to give them the benefit of the doubt, like anime viewers are used to doing that, like that mental leap of like, oh, this character is named this and it means that, you know what I mean? Like, oh, this character is named Sakura. That means cherry blossom, you know, like we're used to accepting that yeah. and not like, you know, translating Kakura Sakura to say that her name is Cherry Blossom. So that's true. Hopefully, they'll just spoon feed us a translation later. Here you go. So. Here you go, English speakers. Oh, the other the other interesting thing is that the way they say Rachel, Rahel, Raheru, which apparently is like 
based on the Hebrew pronunciation. That's interesting. That's great. Yeah, cool. <laughs> I was wondering why it was Bomb and Rachel. I was like, um, <laughs> hello. I mean, Who named these characters? Yeah, it's weird. Well, it's weird because, like, I mean, maybe that's the going for it. Like, I feel like most of the cast has very Korean names. And then mm-hmm. Rachel is just... Rachel. Here's here's it right out of the Torah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who is Rachel? I don't. I don't. There are all these like female Torah names that I never. I always got them mixed up. In what? Like from the from the Torah. Rachel was a oh. biblical figure. She was the favorite of Jacob's two wives, mother of Joseph. Okay, great. I don't remember what she did though. She was the mother of Joseph. <laughs> That's what she did. She had the baby with the Technicolor dream coat. That's did her kids die? Did they both die? I mean, Joseph was involved in like the Jews getting enslaved in Egypt or something. So it is that Joseph, the oh, yeah. the one that gets sold by his brothers and then becomes a lead, some sort of person in power. Something like right? that. I forget if it ends in a good note or a bad note. It's been a long time since I've read the Bible. <laughs> Let's go to Hebrew school and what's it called for Christians? Bible school. Bible school. Bible study. Um, I don't want to recommend this to people. <laughs> But I don't hate it. Yeah, I'm weeping it. I feel like I can't love it because it's not its not good enough to love. I'm sorry, Tower of God. I would recommend the opening to people. But that's it. That's good for you. All right. So, hey, <laughs> so I'm loving the opening, weaving the show because I just can't, I can't in good conscience. Conscious? Conscience? Jeff, what's the word? I think it's conscience. <laughs> I don't know that. Conscience? In good <laughs> con. Great. They both come up when I search. <laughs> Which one is it? Overall, I just can't live with myself if i recommend this to someone um yeah if you like webtoons i would be like it's a fine adaptation of what i know but i read like three chapters and dropped it though so i mean i have no qualms weaving it like i feel like i would definitely recommend this show to someone with very specific tastes who is like i loved hunter hunter like you're saying, I love Hunter Hunter, but where's more Hunter Hunter? Oh, there's no more Hunter Hunter right now? Okay. <laughs> Here's some like off-brand Hunter Hunter. But, you know, aside from that, eh. <laughs> yeah. Or like, Same. or if people like Shonen, it feels very like generic Shonen so far. Yeah. I I would only recommend it to people who like Tower of God already <laughs> as a webtoon. <laughs> That's... I, like, if they liked it and they're like, oh, do you think the anime is any good? I'd be like, yeah, watch it's, it. It's a very select audience. Hey, there's a lot of them, else it wouldn't have been made into an anime. Well, right, but they probably already heard of the anime. They don't need a recommendation from you. To... That's true. Well, maybe if they are, they haven't watched it yet, and they're like, hey, I've been thinking about it. Everything of that, Jeff? <laughs> everything about people who don't have time for everything, and they don't want someone to tell them if it's good or not? I mean, that's fair in general, but not if it's like you're already a fan of a particular property, <laughs> and you're like, oh, man. Like, imagine if I was like, if, if I like didn't watch the new Digimon season until I like checked out, like, rooster teeth's podcast reviewing it or something like (laughs) okay fine we're weaving it we're moving on we're weaving it behind but if you want to watch it it's available subtitled on crunchyroll (laughs) and verve and the webtoon is available on webtoon (laughs) just yes on webtoons (laughs) uh search for webtoon in the app store on your phone you'll find it anyways that's it for tower of god i'm done Tower of god it's gone it's please listen to the opening though and watch stray kids's music video for it it's God, God has destroyed it. They, God smited the tower. Now we no they're longer really, speak all the same really language. Good. Oh boy. <laughs> I like them. Okay. <laughs> Let's recommend things. Okay. What have you been watching or doing in your free time? <laughs> uh, I'm going to recommend, I recently got back into Hearthstone, which I hadn't really touched in like several, several years. And Same. Um, did you ever, t- you ever, t- you were into it? I was very into it for a good six month period and oh, it wow. took over my life and then I oh. <laughs> 
like how how much do you, like how much did it take over? Um, well, because they released it on your phone, mm-hmm. so it was all I did. <laughs> I didn't have to do anything else. I was just had it on my phone. I would take it on the bus with me. I would play it in between classes, during classes. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. Um, yeah, I got into it a little bit when it first launched, and like I remember playing it on beta before there was a phone version, and then um, but then I kind of fell out of it, and I don't know why I got into it again recently. Um, oh, I guess my boyfriend started playing it. I don't know why he started <laughs> playing it though, but um. Yeah, it's an interesting time for the game because like they recently introduced a new class for the first time since the game's launch. Like there have been nine classes and they suddenly introduced a tenth. And they also this new battlegrounds mode, which is basically auto chess. Um, and I had been meaning to get into auto chess for a while, but it, like it kind of intimidated me to because it seems like every auto chess version, it's like you need to know how the base game works before you play the auto chess variant. And mm-hmm. so I was like, oh, that's intimidating. I don't want to learn how League of Legends works just to play team fight tactics. Well, you don't need to know. Very <sighs> that's, what you, that's what you say. As someone who knows League of Legends inside and out. Hey, I got a complete beginner who's never played League of Legends to learn the game in two rounds. So, anyway, I like Battlegrounds, Hearthstone's imitation of, of auto chess. And it's really cool. Um, and the game itself is fun. And yeah, it's really fun to get back in, into it. The problem is that it's like, it just can eat all of your time. Like, I, yep. it's hard to uh, fit into when you have lots of other hobbies and interests. All your gotcha games? Yes, and, and gotcha games. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, trying to think if there's anything that I've been doing. You didn't have an answer prepared? Well, I don't think I, d- I was doing anything <laughs> <laughs> this whole week. <laughs> yeah, I, I just have just not been, been consuming. I watched Train to Busan. What's that? Wait, have you just been like lying and not like just lying in bed? and? <laughs> yeah, scrolling on the internet, sleeping. That's just sad. Listen, we have a full work day and then I have to go to bed. So, mm. because if I get hungry, I rather just have sleep for dinner <laughs> and... <laughs> Yeah, it's <laughs> depressing time. Um, but I watched Train to Busan, and you've never seen it. I'm guessing. Yeah, by you saying, I didn't know what it that? was until I saw your tweet about it. I still oh my know what god, it is. it's a like a zombie movie about. Uh-huh. Um, it was done really well. I was crying the whole time out of fear because I'm not good with scary movies. But it was like shot really well, acted great, and I was crying like a baby, not just from fear but from emotions. But yes, the plot is that they're on a train going to Busan. <laughs> And then a zombie outbreak happens and um, one gets on the train and then slowly they have to like fight their way through the train while they're trying to go to Busan. And it's cool. And Don Lee's in it and he's going to be in the Eternals when that eventually comes out. And I love him now. If you want to ride a train to Busan, uh, maybe instead ride a train to leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. This is horrible. And maybe you'll get attacked by a five-star zombie. I don't... That didn't work at all. <laughs> it we worked. don't want them to be attacked. We want them to leave us a five-star review. This metaphor worked better than the world building of Tower of God. Oh my god. Anyways. So yeah, send, please send us... Apple Podcast Reviews. It's going to be a zero after this. (laughs) (laughs) Also, send us your listener picks because we haven't been pushing that this season. And we it's only a couple weeks away we're going to be doing our listener pick episode. So let us know what anime we did not draft for the season that you want us to cover. Yes, please email it to us at loveitorweebit at gmail.com or tweet it at us at loveitorweebit. Anything that's new anime this season is on the table. So throw it at us. Oh, I guess uh, we should mention the upcoming, like, we're going to be covering Digimon Adventure next week, then mm-hmm. Kakushi Goto, then Listener Pick, then our classic review of Penguin Drum, then our full review of My Last Life as a Villainous, Woo! and then 
I forget if we actually mentioned on the show proper or not. I don't think we did. We're going to be doing a full review of BNA, even though we never did a preview episode because we just assume it's going to be that good. So Yes. Well, also, it's because it drops all at once on Netflix and we won't have time to do a preview episode. So So if there is a series you want us to cover that's not in any one of those, send it to us. Thank you. Oh, also follow me on Twitter at any other name and then you can yell at me. And my bias is definitely Jeff on ARMY. Nope. (laughs) So, uh... That's that's a wrap. That's we climbed the tower. Okay, bye. Bye. And as we always say, don't fuck with me. I have the power of God and anime on my side. What does it sound like when I talk over here? Say some words. I'm talking over here. What is Sounds it? very far away and echoey. Yeah. So like, Annie, shut up. Okay, that sounds like somebody from outside is yelling at me. <laughs> Annie has bad taste in anime. All right, there's a heckler in the audience, <laughs> and I need security to escort him out. <laughs> Princess Connect is the best show of 2020. We have a wrong heckler in the audience. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm ready. <laughs> Great, and I'm going to start this. So you can get out of the heat. Wait, actually, what about like... Jesus God. Um, What else did you hate? What? Let me, look at the li- let me consult the list. Can I start um, this? Or didn't you say you wanted to be done quickly because you're burning alive? Listeners, the best show of the decade. No, you didn't even like that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's not me. That's a heckler. Oh, yeah. That's someone on the street. Heckler, you're wrong. <laughs> Someone's just yelling that up from the street. <laughs> yeah. The window's open because it's hot. Mm-hmm. So they're they're listening. It's a live show. My door is also open. So if you hear some loud crows, I'm sorry. Hecarina's best girl of the decade. No, no. Her boobs are realistic. That's how real women look. <laughs> Why do you hate real women? Oh my god, I don't like this character, and I want them to leave. <laughs> Anyways, can I start this? Yeah, let's go. I'm choking on my hatred for you. I sent you the music video. Oh boy. I'm going to ask you when we're done recording to um, watch and think and pick out who you think is my favorite. <laughs> oh, that's who my army is, right? No, this is wrong. This is incorrect. <laughs> You're going to get People are gonna me. murdered one day and it's going to be your own fault. Oh boy. You don't come for army like that. They'll get you. They scare me, honestly. You are. You are. Listen, army. I'm not. I'm not as deep in it as some armies are, and they are so scary. Please don't come for me, army. <laughs> Leave my credit card information alone. You you went from going as soon as K-pop used to be like, I'll, I'll turn on my location and fight me in the parking lot to like, oh god, army. I'm scared. I'm so scared of them. The further in I get, <laughs> the more scared I am. <laughs> They're too powerful. Uh-oh. Oh, I don't know. I don't it. know. Let's I'm stop sorry, talking about other religion. <laughs> um. If if we don't get the K-pop stands to kill us, we'll get the religious fanatics. Oh God! Well, listen, get a better fandom, religious fanatics. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can't believe you. Can't believe your bias is Jesus. Uh, <laughs> my bias is not Jesus. How dare you? <laughs> that would be a great like title for a book or document. My my bias is Jesus. <laughs> Like for someone who like was like deep in the K-pop community, but then found God. Uh, I was just thinking of someone who was like anti-K-pop, but they're just like y'all need Jesus. My bias <laughs> is Jesus. Yeah, it's one someone who's like deep in the K-pop community, but then like reforms and is like, oh my my evil ways. <laughs> 
my sinful lusting after K-pop stay or K-pop stars. I haven't been getting weekly reports from the person who signed up to Grammarly with my email. Oh no, what are you gonna do? <laughs> so someone signed up for Grammarly with my email address. And like, mm-hmm. I guess you don't need to be verified or whatever to use Grammarly. So like, they've just been like using Grammarly and I get re- weekly reports about their progress and like their stats. And they're really sad. It's like hundreds and hundreds of typos. And they like, it gives you a percentile ranking. Like, you know, you, your rating was like better than 90% of people, but their rankings like your writing is better than 3% of people. Rip. Listen, religion's one hell of a drug. Now we're moving on. <laughs> So anime is my drug. Anime is my drug of choice. How embarrassing. 